A dog is barking. I have not taken a shower. I forgot to turn on the microphone. Just when I have all the answers, all the questions change. Yeah, that's it. That's just a few of the things going on in my life this morning. My life. I'm also standing up. I'm standing up, which is uh, just slightly different. I'm normally sitting down when I do this because I've got a, I've got a mic stand set up with a pop filter and uh, I got my good mic. What am I saying? All I'm saying is that I thought, hey, as a, as I was getting ready to do this this morning, getting ready. I didn't prepare all that much, but it, but it just getting ready means thinking, should I do this or not? And as I was going through that, should I do this or not process, I thought, hey, maybe I'll uh, I'll do this more like it's a stand up bit, like it's a stand up act, and I'll just hold my microphone and stand up. See if that changes the way I think, the way I talk. I don't know. Will it? Is this? And I wonder, is this this really, is this how I sound when I'm uh, doing stand-up in front of live beings? I don't know. I don't know. Because every every environment's different. We all have situational selves. Obviously, we act differently depending on who we're around. We know that, don't we? My goal what are my goals or just is it a goal I, I even hesitate I, I sometimes I chomp on every word um chomp on stop on every word but uh goals are a weird thing because one of my goals is to is to have no goals and I'm only somewhat joking there uh but but it's true I mean because I've been getting a lot more into just into zen and buddhism and and if you balk at that, if if it makes you quiver, or I don't know what it makes you do, and why should I even care? Because that would be a not a very Zen or Buddhist thing to do, <laughs> right? Am I right? It doesn't matter. I, I see. The thing is, I'm not. I'm not so much studying Buddhism or becoming a Buddhist. I, I'm. I'm really not interested in becoming anything. Uh, uh, except to become who I am. And and that's the weird thing about it, because the more I listen to Alan Watts as I drift off to sleep at night, uh, there's a lot of paradoxes involved. Maybe that's the secret, the key, is that life is a paradox. Maybe that's it. Maybe life is just whatever we define it to be. Now, the little voice in my head says, oh, but what about the people listening here who believe in God? You know, well, you know, that's fine. That's fine for people who believe in God. I don't happen to be one of those people. I've gone in and out of that belief over my lifetime, and I hesitate to even bring it up because I know that some people will hear that and what and think things, <laughs> you know? I think, oh, no. Joe's an atheist. And whatever baggage comes along with that. But you know, baggage comes along with everything. 
Baggage comes along with being anything, being any religion or being not religious. Baggage just comes along only if you carry it, though. And that's another one of those paradoxes is I'm trying not to carry the baggage. But I've got baggage. So if I try not to carry it, then I'm not being my true self. But if I have baggage, I'm not being my true self. Or am I? Maybe my true self has baggage and the dog chases his tail. This morning, I say, drifting away from topics such as belief in God or... See, no, here's the, here, maybe I, I, let me, let me, as if you have a choice, because I'm just doing this right now, uh, alone, naked in my bedroom, standing, somewhat trying to recreate being a stand-up, although, you know, if obviously if I did this on stage at a comedy club, people would be going, what the fuck, is your time up yet? And since it's five minutes, I'd say, yeah, since the only thing, the only access to any stage I've had recently has been open mics that give you three minutes, my time was up over two minutes ago. The beauty of, beauty of this is there's no time limit. I can do this or not. Well, just like stand up. I can do that or not. And lately I've chosen once again, not. I just realized I needed to breathe. I was, just kept talking. But you know, that, that happens. That just happens. I could, I could open my mouth and keep talking. And I guess that's why I, I uh, named this podcast what I named it. I've got nothing to say, but it's okay. The, that's another paradox. Or is, is it really a paradox? I've got nothing to say, but I've always got something to say. We've all got something to say. Whether or not it's important is to be debated or not. That's, that's one thing uh, that I've been thinking a lot about when I, when I decide whether or not to do this or to do anything, actually, is, is just my aspirations or, or lack of thereof. I, uh, I was talking about goals. And I really don't want to have goals anymore. I'm just, I'm, I'm happy where I am. And, you know, that that's something that even sometimes I feel guilty about because I'm going, oh, no, there's suffering in the world. How dare I be happy? What a losing fucking proposition that is. If we all base our, uh, our, uh, our right for happiness or our privilege to be happy, if we all base our happiness on whether or not there's suffering anywhere on the planet, nobody would ever be happy. And is that a selfish thing to be happy while there's suffering on the planet? Yeah, I guess. But what the fuck, man? I didn't create this monstrosity. I'm here just like everybody else, um, you know, with my life and my choices. And I am where I am after 56 years because of choices I've made, initially because of choices that my parents made. But now, where I am in my life, the apartment I live in, the job that I have, the things that I do or do not do, the fact that I'm talking right now, everything is a choice. So when I talk about Zen or Buddhism, it's not even so much that I have a goal of studying and being enlightened or trying to become a Buddhist or going to study at a, at a monastery. Not, well, I don't know, 
Buddhist temples. See, here's the thing. There's different names for different buildings. So what? It's all just people trying to figure out what to do with their lives, you know? And trying to figure out where this came from, all of this, why we're even here in the first place. Nobody knows. So when I say that I don't believe in God, it's no offense to people who do. It's just where I am. It's nothing I can do about it. At least that's my belief. <laughs> Here, here's a circular argument. Or um, is it a circular argument or just it's recursive, I guess. I don't, I believe that I don't have control over my beliefs. It's like love. It's like love. Can you force yourself to be in love with someone? I can't. <laughs> At least I don't believe I can. And that's the thing about beliefs is I, you know, I believe what I believe. And I, I've bootstrapped or I've tried to bootstrap myself. I have really tried, ladies and gentlemen, for those of you who care, for those of you who happen to be of a certain faith, who happens to believe in a God or several gods, if you happen to be um, into Zeus or Thor. The thing is, nobody knows. The difference between knowledge and belief is I can not and that wow, can I can I tackle that in the course of one podcast episode? See, when I say I don't believe in God, it's not an assault on people who do. And and even though I also understand that people who hear that will have their own baggage and maybe, maybe not. Somebody who believes in God might hear me saying, I don't believe in God and go, oh, okay. Other people might hear that and go, oh, fuck that guy. I should know by now that I have no control over that. I do know that. There's knowledge. That's knowledge. Okay, here's, here's an example of something I know versus something I believe. I know that I have no control over what you are thinking. I may be able to influence it. You may hear my words and go, uh, at some point go, oh, that's a good point. And it might slightly alter the course of your thinking. Even the fact that you're listening to me, I guess, means that I'm slightly altering the course of your thinking because you're hearing my words. Does it mean I'm influencing you or changing your beliefs? I hope not. <laughs> I, that's not my goal. Like I said, I got no goals. Is that sad? Is that sad to have no goals? No, because I, uh, huh. it's, it's like the, uh, when I say my goal is to have no goals, see that that's part of what Alan Watts has been talking about in my, into my ears as I go to sleep at night is if, if you're, if you, huh. See now, as I as I stop and I, I'm in my head and I'm thinking too, thinking too much about it. It's about desire. If unhappiness is caused by desire, then you could say, "Oh, it's great." Then I will not desire. But even the urge to try to not desire is a desire. So that's where those paradoxes come in. If you try not to have desire, that in itself is a desire. Whoa! What do I do? And that's where the letting go happens. The not having goals. There's just, 
I, I'm just, I'm here. I'm here and it's now. Way of the Peaceful Warrior comes to mind. In the Way of the Peaceful Warrior, the guru or mentor, or whatever you want to call him, he, he was dubbed Socrates by the main character in the book. Socrates would, would keep asking Dan, uh, what time is it? And Dan would look at his watch and go, it's uh, 8.41. No, it's now. Where are you? I'm on the corner of, no, you're here. You're always here. It's always now. Now, you may have heard that before billions of times. But do you actually actualize it? Do you? It's up to you. You can or not. I mean, it's not even that that's a goal. It's just a fact. I'm here and it's now. That's another thing that, that, that's independent of belief, whether you believe in, in God or not or whatever your religion is. Here and now is, is a fact. I even hesitate to say something as simple as that being a fact because somebody might come up to me and go, no, you're wrong. It's not here. You're not here and it's not now. <laughs> okay. I mean, even if, if this is a computer simulation, um, from my point of view, uh, I'm here and it's now. And I'm happy with here and now. And I don't want any more. That was one of the topics I jotted down, even though I haven't uh, I've been talking for 13 minutes and 52 seconds. Haven't really directly addressed these topics, but I, I have written down on the top, no more. That's something that had occurred to me since the last time I podcasted. Is that part of my happiness recently has to do with, uh, I just... I don't want any more. I like where I'm at. I like where I'm living. I feel safe and secure where I'm at. And again, I know, oh my God, if somebody's listening to this and says, how dare you feel safe and secure? The world is fucked up and this country is all going to hell. And God damn it, what the fuck is wrong with you feeling safe and secure? Well, you know, if I can't feel safe and secure at some point, then neither can you. Let me explain that. If your goal, if anywhere in the back or the middle or anywhere in your mind, if your goal is to be happy and safe and secure, if that's what you're striving for, if you want to make America great again, for example, although I don't want to get into that, because that's another reason why I'm, I've been happy recently is because I've gone back to saying, fuck all that stuff that's just uh, the, that stuff. It's not in the room with me right now, except I made it be in the room with me by thinking about it, getting away from that. If you have the goal to make this country or yourself or the world a better place, then that means that at some point in your mind, you imagine that there's some point in the future where you will be happy, where you will be safe, where you will be secure. Now, do you think when, if and when you ever arrived at that place, that everybody in the world would be happy? No. You would, so you would be sitting there, just like me right now. You'd be happy, safe, and secure, 
with the world being the way you want it to be or with your world anyway, with your neighborhood or your house or just anything, your, your, your church, your, your city, your country, your continent, your planet, not your planet. Because I, I, I hesitate to think that there will ever be a moment where everybody on the planet is satisfied. Does that mean we can't have world peace? Depends how you define that. Again, I'm not going to solve that in the course of one episode, but here's my point. I'm going to get to the point eventually. If you're listening to me now saying, how dare you be happy, safe, and secure with the world the way it is, that means you will never be happy, safe, and secure. Because that future that you're imagining where all the things change, let's say the candidate you vote for gets elected and everything that that candidate has promised comes to pass. Everything that you want, you get. Guess what? There's other people that will not be happy with that. So then you would be sitting there as a hypocrite, happy, safe, and secure. <laughs> right? Am I, have I made my point? You'd be sitting there in the same position as me, you as me right now, you in the future and me right now, you would be happy, safe and secure and, uh, and other people on the planet would be miserable and you'd, you'd have no problem with that because you would be happy, safe and secure. Hmm. Sounding a bit preachy, aren't I? Which would be a good point to jump to the bottom of my list, public preaching. See, that's one of the things I guard against here. I don't want this to sound like uh, I'm telling you to do anything. Or to believe anything, because like I said, even though I don't happen, you know, at this point in my life to uh, to believe in a in a guy in the sky with a beard <laughs> looking down upon us or listening to us, uh, I don't happen to believe in that. It doesn't mean I won't someday. I don't know. I don't know what happens because I did before. I did before. So what's to say I won't again? I don't know. It's not even like I felt like it was a conscious choice that I woke up one day and said, well, I no longer believe. It's just, I don't know. It just happens over the course of time. I don't even intellectualize it. That's why I don't have discussions about it. Why I don't like to argue about it. Why I don't like to get into it like, like I'm alone. I mean, I, that's pretty cliche, but it's true that a couple of the big taboo things to talk about or at least the things where you, you you better be on in a good relationship with somebody or on solid ground before you start talking about politics and religion right and there's a good reason because these are sensitive areas politics um i don't know maybe politics is more constructive to talk about because you might be able to actually you know solve uh, problems because politics has to do with society and the structures that we live in and getting along with people or not. But the thing about religion is how often are religious discussions with people who don't believe the way you do, how often are those actually constructive? How often are either of you actually going to get anything positive out of that? Example, I was watching a USC football game. Oh, another one of my topics. I'm going to kill two birds with one stone here because I am a USC football fan. I went to school there. I played there. And it's really the only team that I care that much about anymore. <clears throat> uh, 
indirectly, I also like the Seattle Seahawks because Pete Carroll is coaching there and he used to coach at USC. And I like him. Uh, unlike many of my USC alumni, fellow USC alumni, I do like Pete Carroll. But let's I'm not going to digress into that. Here's the point. I was watching a USC football game because I still do care about that. Now here I care to an extent because when we got our butts kicked, and I do say we because I did play there, I did go to school there, I feel I've earned the right to say we. And I'm not one of those fans who says we when we win and them when we lose. When we lose, I say we. So we got our butts kicked in the first game against Alabama. Did that upset me? Yes. But did I lose sleep over it? No. Did I wake up the next morning depressed? No. That's been the way I've been in the past, though. And by the way, if you're hearing my gravelly voice, it's because I woke up not long ago. I was going to, I was thinking, oh, I'm going to ease my way into this day. I'm going to take a shower and relax. It's a day off. Take a shower, relax. Maybe I'll do a podcast after I shower and nice and clean and cozy. And I'll sit down in my comfy little chair with my hair all nice and not my scalp not itching, you know, and I'll do a podcast. And then I thought, no, you know what? I'm going to be a spontaneous. I was reading this article. Um, I followed Doug Stanhope on my Facebook page and he said, hey, read this. And so there was this article in the New Yorker about Doug Stanhope. And, and in a nutshell, hell, how did I get in this nutshell? In, in a nutshell, it was really the bottom line is spontaneity that his career is in is just his life is based on spontaneity. So that yeah, I'll be spontaneous. I'm not gonna shower. I'm gonna I'm gonna not gonna let my my brain get all into the day. I'm gonna I'm gonna come here with a little more free association because I'm not just barely waking up and my voice is gravelly and my my scalp is itchy and yeah, I know what I'm gonna do. I'm a I'm a I'm going to do a podcast. I'm going to be spontaneous. So the first thing I did is I I turned on the recorder and I turned on the music and then I started talking and I couldn't hear myself in my headphones. So yeah, it was very spontaneous. Forgot to turn on the microphone. <sighs> so Doug Stanhope. Yeah, that's really all I had to say about that. It was just a connection to the spontaneity. So USC football and preaching. I care. I care about USC football, but I don't lose my shit over it. And I know from the fact that we have social media now and I can still I can read the thoughts of other people on Twitter and other places that there are still people who lose their shit over it. We lose our first game and the coach the coach must lose his job and his head and his testicles and his family and my god, the the things people say when when we lose a football game. It's amazing. But I know I've been there before, although I've never wished that kind of ill on people head coaches or otherwise, I just uh, I go, oh yeah, that's right, people still do care in that rabid kind of way. So I care, but there's a limit. I've got it in perspective, and with all that perspective, I still, I still do care, especially in the middle of a game. I still want to care about things, I still not want to, I still do, I just, I do care about things, whether I want to or not. So it's not that I'm totally dispassionate and so much into the spontaneity of life and the transient nature of everything. It's not that I'm so much into that that I don't give a shit. I do. But there are limits. 
So there, I think I beat that topic. USC football, I care to a point. So while I was watching this USC football game, here's the other topic. Public preaching. <sighs> Minding my own damn business. Halftime, I was inside of the bar, not drinking. And I'm not bragging, just stating a fact. Although I guess I am kind of bragging because I haven't had a drink since sometime in January. I don't want to record the exact date or how many months, days, or years I've gone without drinking because I just don't want to. But point being, I was there watching the football game, and at halftime I thought, I'm going to go out on the balcony or the patio or whatever the fuck that is, and I'm going to go and look at the sun. Well, not stare directly into it because that would be stupid, but I'll, I'm going to go out there and I'm going to, I'm just going to relax and take take some breaths and listen listen to the world go by and and, and I'm just going to go out and just catch a little bit of sun for a couple of minutes and then what happens is a couple of people came towards me three actually to be exact started talking to me engaged in a little conversation I thought they were just being nice <laughs> next thing I know Jesus now see I have nothing against Jesus so if you're a Christian, fine, good for you. <laughs> I'm not being sarcastic, although the tone, of my, the tone of my voice would say otherwise. It's just that the venom is starting to come up inside of me again because of what these people did. I was alone on the patio, just soaking up the sun, God's sun. Not God's sun like Jesus, but just soaking up the rays. And, and the next thing I know, I'm being preached to about Jesus and how I should go to their church, and how Jesus is going to save me, and all that. It's, look, I am 56 years old. You think I haven't heard of Jesus? I don't understand public preaching. I, You know, okay, I understand it to the extent that I know that some uh, certain religious sects, certain flavors of Christianity do tell their people to go out there and spread the word and to save people. Okay, I get that that's why they're doing it, because they're being told to, but for God's sake, fuck off. I'm 56 years old. One of two possibilities, either I'm Christian or I'm not. And here's another funny thing about preaching in America. I saw a statistic recently that said 85% of Americans, so whether it's 85 or 80 or 90 or whatever, the polls say, <laughs> if you want to believe, look, I, I don't need to digress to say whether polls are accurate or not. A number of polls say, obviously, the vast majority of Americans are Christian. So you're out there preaching Christianity. Why? You're trying to find the other 15 or 20%? Because really, if there's one or two possibilities, either I am Christian already, in which case, you know, you're just preaching to the choir, or I'm not Christian, in which case I'm 56 years old. You think I haven't heard of Jesus? And also, I'm here to watch a football game, and I'm just out enjoying the sun. And you walk up to a complete stranger and start talking about one of the most sensitive personal topics for any of us. Because whether you're a Christian or a Muslim or a Buddhist or an atheist, no matter who you are, your relationship with God or not God, your, your being here on the planet and knowing that our, our death is imminent 
and what happens after that death. These are very personal things. So you just walk up to me, a complete stranger, smiling, enjoying the sun, and hook me in with your little polite conversation. Oh, small talk, small talk, small talk. Jesus. Fuck off. No, I didn't say that to them. I was polite. I went, hey, yeah, you know, that's uh, it's good for you. Or you know, I don't know how exactly how I said it, but I just, I, I, just come on, man. Know, know something about boundaries. Just, you know, I, I could have, as soon as they started talking about that, I could have said what I'm doing right now if I were really, truly honest, if I were really, truly being in the moment and being honest and an honest person, I would have just laced into them and said, hey, look at you, asshole. What the fuck, man? I'm just here watching a football game. Fuck you. But I didn't do that. I went, oh, okay, you know, well, I'm glad you're, I'm glad you're being nice. I mean, you know, because he was saying before he actually mentioned Jesus or Christianity, he was, he was being, saying, oh, you know, we're out here in the neighborhood just uh, spreading positive, nice, boom, Jesus. You know, and point being, his premise was just that, hey, we're just out sending our positive message and wanting to make the world a better place. Good, I'm with you on that. And I even said that after he started pummeling me with Jesus. I said, fine, good, you know, that's good. I'm, I'm, and I wasn't being sarcastic, that's good. Whatever it takes for you to be a better person and spread good things in the world, I'm all for that. And I truly believe that. But he wouldn't take the hint when I just said, you know, look, I'm just not, I'm not any particular religion, and I didn't go into the fact that I'm atheist. I, he, he, oh, and this... I don't know if I've ever really said that out loud to the world, so to speak, but I am. I'm just, I'm not, I'm atheist. And again, I, I just want, don't want to belabor the point, but I'm going to. Yeah, I guess I do want to belabor the point because you're going to think whatever you're going to think. As I mentioned earlier, I have no control over that. Atheist <clears throat> does that mean to me anyway. In fact, because a lot of years I describe myself as being agnostic because I don't know. And I guess, sure, I mean, maybe that's still what I am. But those are just words. Atheist doesn't mean I'm against God. It doesn't mean I think there's not a God. It just means I don't, I'm not a theist. There's, just because I'm not a golfer doesn't mean I'm anti-golf. Just, right? just because I'm not into macrame doesn't mean I'm anti-macrame. Sometimes people take offense when you say you're, you're atheist, going, oh my God, you're godless. I happen to think that I am still, in spite of my godlessness and the fact that as this uh, group of three people in the balcony would, would say to me, they didn't come right out and say this, but I had a friend years ago that said this, is basically he told me I'd, and I, I think I've talked about this before, he said he'd be a, I, I was a better Christian than him. I would be a better Christian than him, except for the fact that I don't take Christ as my Savior. So he was saying, you know, I, I follow all of the book's words better than he does. I follow the commandments better than he does. But too bad, Joe, you're going to hell. Okay, that's what you think. According to 
people's beliefs. They're going to believe that they're the chosen ones and they have all the other billions of people on the planet are going to hell. That may very well be the case. All right, fine, whatever. I don't need to hear about it at halftime. In fact, I don't really need to hear about it at all. But here I am now preaching. Except the difference is, I'm not preaching to you telling you what to think, what to believe. These people were. These people were trying to convince me of, of how great it is the way they believe and how I should believe their way. I'm not telling you to believe my way. I'm just telling you, you believe what you believe, I believe what I believe. And my belief is that the world would be a better place if more people were like that. If there were fewer car bombs and suicide bombs and planes flying into buildings and other such various and sundry things in the name of religion. And that's, again, not to say that all religion is bad. It's just to say the things that are being done in the name of religion because I believe differently than you. And it's also about politics because, oh, my country's better than your country and you wag your big old dick and drop your bombs and we do that shit and then hypocritically we turn around and go oh yeah but we're the good guy <laughs> you know live and let live would be a lot better policy live and let live independent of your country your politics your religion live and let live and that's where I'm at so if that makes me a terrible person I'm going to hell fine I'm going to hell and I was reminded all about that because of halftime. Because of a halftime encounter with wolves in sheep's clothing. Now, see, they didn't seem like terrible people. But the wolf part was, they hooked me in by going, Oh, hey, how you doing? And what did you do? And then I was wearing a USC shirt. So they started talking about, Oh, USC, did you go there? And do, 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 and, and nice small talk. And again, I just think I'm having a nice conversation with people. I don't get out of the house very much. And here I'm having a nice conversation with people. And look, isn't this nice, the conversation we're having? That you're going to hell. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I'm going to end on that. How do I follow that? I'm not going to follow that. Right now, I'm going to follow this with a shower. It's about time. I should probably shower before my head gets all itchy, shouldn't I? So this has been an episode that might lead some of my three and a half listeners to stop listening to me. And if that's the case, well then, it was nice knowing you. Just when I have all the answers, all the questions change. One day the world looks so normal, next it looks so strange. Looking over the ocean on a sunny day. I'd like to stay here forever, it would be okay.